0: the the universe now, what's important is that the the space burrito causes time and space to curve on itself now when the radio broadcasts it broadcasts into the
1: cosmic tube and the universe will bring radio back forever and ever CGSW, 90.9 FM radio forever forever radio
2: CJSW.com. Into the
0: mood of Stampede here in Calgary.
2: And that usually means it's concert calendar time.
0: Talking about Terminus Festival. time for Sled
2: Island. Right here at the Calgary Folk Music Festival. Uh,
0: Calgary Blues Fest.
2: Over at Studio Bell. Check her out.
0: Locked. CJSW 90.9 FM. You are listening to The Circuit, a weekly program dedicated to the events and festivals that were set to happen in and around our vibrant community, it's a celebration of the past and things to come for Calgary's music scene. Thank you to the Rosé Foundation and Calgary Arts Development for the support on this special initiative.
3: day
1: CJSW ninety point nine FM. You are tuned into the Circuit. Uh, my name is Liam. I'm alongside my co-host Jess. This is a weekly episode dedicated to highlighting Calgary's arts and culture communities, different events and organizations in that scope. And uh, if you tuned in last week, our very first inaugural installment of the Circuit, we highlighted Frog Fest. We uh, talked to Jamie and um, played all sorts of different folks within that particular community. And uh, we carry forward to this week, where we highlight Calgary's own Terminus Festival.
0: This is personally probably one of my favorite ones. I love Terminus so much.
1: It's one of kind. A single venue, as you know, takes place in Dickens over the course of a three or four day period and uh, highlights kind of like the dark electro, synth poppy, industrial vibes that uh, aren't too surfaced in the city.
0: Yeah, there's a, it's a good mix of stuff that I feel like is really accessible to everybody, um, along with the people who are very passionate in the scene. Um, they actually threw their festival. Typically, it would happen, I believe, the same weekend as Folk Fest. I think it's next weekend. Yeah, it's uh, but like we the, decided... third,
1: the third weekend of July. Yeah.
0: yeah, so we decided to do the episode a little bit early, just because Terminus also happened a little bit early this year. Typically, they're in July, but they decided to throw Terminus Isolation back in June, not only for a weekend, but like for a whole three weeks of just awesome music awesome features um and by the sounds of it it seemed like a really good time we sat down with chris uh, who is not only the owner of dickens but also runs the festival um, so of course he will be able to speak a little bit more to the greatness that is terminus as well as uh, liam and i put together a playlist just featuring some of our favorite acts from the festival either things that I've discovered um, being a festival attendee in the past or things that they threw on the live stream that, honestly, like, majority of these bands, with the exception of one, I probably never heard before until going to Terminus. So that's pretty
1: cool. Yeah, it's kind of, like, the same mantra as, like, other... Uh, Events like Sled Island, where you go, not because you are enthralled with the lineup top to bottom. It's because you put faith into the curators.
0: Yeah, and value discovery, which I know they do as well when they put the lineup together every year. That's a huge component. Um, So starting off the show there, we had a track by Trust called Iris off of 2019's two-part album, The Destroyer. Uh, They are from Winnipeg, although I always thought, like you were asking me about Trust last night. I'm like, oh, they're from Toronto. I just assume all the time that they're from Toronto, but they're not. (laughs) It's Winnipeg. Egg. So I wanted to make sure I got that right. Um, but yeah, they're a Canadian electronic music project of Robert Alphonse, um, formed alongside Maya Pestepski of Austria, uh, also known for her solo work Princess Century. She actually left the group for a while, but this two-part album marked her return to the group, which is probably why I love it so much. It just has that like signature style and sound to it. Um, but yeah, so we have some stuff from the various Terminus festivals that were thrown in the past. They had Impact, Ignition, Refueled, Override. They're like very um, intentional when they name their festivals, which I think is a pretty cool thing. And uh, this year it was aptly called Terminus Isolation.
1: So, um, yeah, it's uh, fitting.
0: It is fitting of the times.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> and if you have your own experiences from Terminus... Um, Feel free to, to get it at four three two two zero three nine nine one. We're definitely open to starting dialogues. That's kind of what we're wanting to do: is spotlight these events, spotlight these different curated festivals within our own city. And um, it's not just us on our pedestal talking about our own experiences. It's uh, engaging with all you guys because these are the point of festivals that's to go and interact with human beings and that obviously is something that is uh, in a very limited capacity this summer so in spite of that we're putting on uh, some radio love and we'd love to hear from you guys so like i mentioned four three two two zero three nine nine one and of course if you missed this i mean if you're working on a thursday afternoon if, uh, you can always go back and listen to it online com slash program slash the circuit or on apple podcasts under the same title
0: and up next, we have L.A. by Boy Harsher, who are also an um, amazing group uh, that played Terminus. And then we're going to get to a couple more tracks, and you'll hear from Chris. So that's coming up soon. Keep it locked on CJSW 90.9 FM.
2: Maybe add in addition to that. I also uh, run Dickens, which is a live music venue in Calgary. So the two are kind of intertwined. So Terminus is an event that books uh, dark electronic and synth pop and industrial and uh, post punk bands from all over the world and brings them together over a three or four day period. It's late, it seems to have, it used to be three days. It's sort of turned into four days over the last couple of years. Usually at the end of July. Usually the last weekend of July. And uh, we book a bunch of bands from Canada, a bunch of bands from the US and usually a, a few handful of bands from uh, Europe as well.
1: For those who have never been to Terminus or experienced it, how would you lay it up for a description?
2: So, one of the most interesting things about Terminus actually is that the attendees are very uh, heavily from outside of the province. We get a good number of people coming from Calgary and Edmonton, but there's a ton of people that come from BC, Saskatchewan, uh, you know, Ontario, and then a ton of people come up from the state. And we've seen people come over from the UK. We had somebody from China, I think it was last year, and from South America. So it's really, it's definitely a gathering point because that uh, genre of music doesn't always attract uh, a massive amounts of people, sort of like a, you know, Coachella style or like a, a mass appeal sort of festival. It's very, much more targeted and there's a lot less opportunity so the fans of this kind of music tend to go out of their way to make sure that they can make it so what it tends to be it has been actually uh, dubbed to be industrial summer camp it's not the name we came up with it just sort of happened naturally there's even a facebook group now called industrial summer camp and it's about all the people that come together every summer they only see each other at that time and then they're gone again for the rest of the year and try to stay in touch and it uh i think that really sums up the feeling that you get from terminus quite well very sort of unique family tight experience that happens over the course of a few days by a bunch of people that you know only see each other for a few days a year so the bands are key and they draw people and people love the bands. but the experience is significantly more than just the sum of the band uh we also organize a trip out to banff for everybody every year we rent a bus and uh On Saturday, get people to drive out. You know, people are are driven out. They get two hours in bands just to experience, you know, what it's like. Because for those of us who live here, we've all been to bands. It's beautiful, but we're not necessarily super keen to go. But the people have never been here before. It's just this sort of mythical place that they've only seen in photographs. All these little things sort of enhance the, the overall experience, I guess.
0: So what was the festival like when you first started it compared to now, have you noticed any changes? Like when I
2: started it, I didn't really know what I was starting it, I guess this is one way of putting it, and knowing that this scene is not massive and doesn't always attract a lot of people, at least just locally, I thought, why don't I try to do something a little bit, you know, bigger in scale, and I'll add a few bands, and I'll book somebody more significant for the Sunday. I'll fly somebody in for the Sunday and I'll try to sell a three-day pass for this, and I'll just see how it goes. You know, there was no way it was really going to make any money, but the first go wasn't particularly expensive either because you know the guarantees weren't too high and did it i booked those bands we tried to do a three-day thing and it was quite well received and it was a lot of fun but we didn't really know what we were doing and i didn't really have strong aspirations for how it was going to end up at the time so thought you know that was pretty fun there seems to be some legs there maybe i'll try to give this a real go next year i got really booked you know, some serious bands, and I'll see if this can get a bit more attention. So instead of booking, I don't know, 15 bands or something like that in the first year, I think it went up to 27, including a bunch of much more significant bands from overseas and stuff, and it, it just went crazy. It ended up being very positive, so... And then we started to see people from further and further away coming, thinking, you know, maybe this is a thing where we should start being part of this. And it it has definitely gone from there, for sure. Now, the music has also changed a little bit since the beginning. As the the scene has sort of changed, there's been an explosion of sort of dark electronic post-punk synth-pop music in the last few years, which is a much newer style than what was going on in the early 2000s. Aesthetically, I mean, just the look even of the... uh, the styles uh, uh, of fashion and everything have changed a bit. And now that there's this sort of new explosion of music and styles and bands and you've got, you know, bigger bands like trust and health and uh boy harsher and drab majesty. There's quite a lot of bands in the scene that are doing quite well. They're becoming quite popular. They don't really have any connection to the, darker electronic sounds that happened before them i mean they might have a bit of a connection say to depeche mode but not really to anything in the more specifically say industrial genres or whatever i think tied in with that there's been a new explosion of the classic ebm sound that was sort of pioneered by i don't know bands like whatever nitsurab and and front 242 you're seeing a lot of newer bands now hearkening back to those sounds as well and uh creating a sort of 80s e- e- EBM sound that is becoming quite popular also so there's just, there's a weird sort of turnover happening with a whole bunch of new artists that are cutting into entirely new segments of people and I think that's one of the things we're seeing now that the fans are are turning over a bit or they're growing or it's just it's definitely mutating a bit from what it was at the beginning and it's good it's positive that's what needs to happen
0: yeah i think that's one thing that's really cool that i've noticed anyways just like going to the festival in the past is like doesn't matter If you're super into the genre, maybe this is like your first introduction to it, you end up finding something new and also kind of learning about stuff in the genre that's kind of like considered a classic. Like I know there were some older acts on the bill um, last year that are like classic names and then you get this like really well-rounded perspective of the festival, which is really
2: cool. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, I try to make sure that we're booking, you know, a lot of new, fairly cutting-edge stuff, but always making sure that we have the artists that have been around for a while so you can sort of see where it came from, people... Will for one band, and they'll hear something else that they say might find extremely aggressive, and they're like, "Well, I don't really like this, but I now know what it is. I now know what people talk about it. I now know, you know, that's why it's considered important in the scene." Or they might hear something else from the past and think, "I cannot believe I have never heard of this before," and now I completely understand where this band that I love comes from because I can now hear that they, you know, probably found their roots to some extent with this band. So it's it's very interesting to see how that happens, and I totally agree. People often say the most exciting thing about Terminus musically is not the bands you go to see that you're excited for. It's the things that you don't expect. It's the bands you leave thinking, this is my new favorite band. I hear that kind of thing all the time, and I totally understand it because I'm the same way as a fan.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's a part of that overall experience. Much of it is attributed to the live performances and and yep. especially at Dickens, it's uh, an essential part of that, you know, that subculture, that community. And now mm-hmm. we're living in this world where that's a frowned upon uh action now so what have you been up yeah. to and what are the, kind of the recourses have you had to take to adjust to this new normal and i, I know there's things like hanging the dj and, and the terminus isolation how's the reception been for all that
2: the isolation thing went really well i i didn't really know for sure what to expect i i like many many other people was completely new to streaming didn't know anything about it and knew that it was largely the domain of um you know online gaming and that sort of thing i wasn't sure what to expect but i felt like you know a fun thing to do for the people whose hearts were broken including mine about not being able to do the festival was to just do something like let's just do something and see if we can gather some people together and see what happens because it is it is a really strong community in a way that i don't i don't necessarily think a lot of other events are quite the same and so i got in touch with a few people uh, that i trust their opinion and their abilities um particularly uh, guy named uh, Daniel Mackey, the band uh, Glass Apple Bonsai, who we've booked many times before. Very entertaining and uh, a well-known personality in the scene, and he knows a lot about streaming. So he sort of helped me through uh, this process. So I booked five bands, including Glass Apple Bonsai, for the first one that I felt we could sort of trust because we we know them i know they've got some technical ability i know that they value the festival and i know that they'll give it their all but watching sort of moderate you know low to mid-level underground streamed events i've seen numbers that are sort of in the 50 to 100 to maybe 150 range of viewers but we shot up to 300 almost immediately like you know very shortly after starting the stream and the first act was amazing (laughs) again you just don't know what to expect it was actually very entertaining because they're a duo the first act and i was trying to ask mostly Uh, single, you know, performer acts because, you know, nobody can get together. And a lot of these bands, they're not even actually geographically together anyways. But this first act, I thought, well, I'll just see if maybe this guy can do this solo. The band's called Null Device, I should say, in case it comes out. (laughs) And he said, well, I think, you know, uh, Jill... Uh, which she would really like to be part of this too, and I think I can come up with a way to do it technically. From my driveway, she, she's going to park in her car in the driveway, and I'm going to run like a hundred foot long cable from my basement, sort of out my window and out into the driveway, and we'll just dress up our car to look cool, and she's just going to sit in her car and, and sing, Uh and there'll be no delay, and we were like, oh, you can try, but I'm very skeptical that is going to work and they put on this immaculate performance it was it was unbelievable i think we were all just kind of in shock because nobody knew what to expect she's singing along perfectly in time he's playing the violin over the electronic beats. it was unbelievable and it just went on from there the second the second act you know they had never really done anything streaming before i don't think they even really played out live a whole ton anyways they started up and they sounded amazing in a typical terminus fashion in the background they were just sitting on their bed doing this in the background, their cat was sitting there, this classic sort of grumpy cat. <laughs> and people became absolutely riveted by the cat. They couldn't take their eyes off the cat. The chat was going nuts talking about this cat. And not to take away from their performance, which was amazing, but people love animals. They had some candles lit in the area. They had it, the, cat, the cat became dubbed Candle Cat. <laughs> and it became so popular that the following day after the performance, they designed some shirts and put them on sale Candle Cat shirts with a giant picture of their grumpy cat in this sort of <laughs> gothic backdrop and font. And they sold every one of them instantly. I mean, I have one. That's amazing. <laughs> completely hilarious, And that's the kind of thing that happened at Terminus. I think that's what's fun, is the people become part of these things that again it's just beyond the scope of the band
0: totally i think that speaks a lot to the community itself that like yeah. even though maybe we're not in person together we're still making memories like you're going yep. to remember that festival and the little things that happened and yeah. it's still important to experience yeah
2: the chat is an important thing because you can tell how much people are engaging with each other and how they feel about each other and how they feel about the event and everything by how the chat is going i mean is it positive well i mean i couldn't even keep up with it the chat just flew by so many people talking but that's a good sign because they're all having so much fun and they all have so much stuff to say about different things and so we ended up doing um six full weeks of shows plus one week we did a eclipse show uh, sort of a best of we did six full shows and had 32 33 something like that artists in total i think play the performances were all amazing i mean we had calgary acts and lots of other canada acts and lots of acts from the states uh two performances from australia some of them were live that uh there was a few that were pre-recorded as well just for various reasons but you know it was all it was a whole ton of fun, and people were sorry to see it go
1: Just going forward, what is kind of the optimal view on what twenty twenty one terminus could look
2: like? next year will be it'll be challenging because you have to you have to plan these things very far ahead, and people who are coming from further away need to book their holiday time and book flights uh, with the way the airline industry is looking right now. Uh, I think the cost of flights is probably going to go up significantly, which will probably affect my ability to afford to fly people in. I find it hard to imagine that we would be able to do a full-blown, like, regular-style terminus by next summer. That's what I think. And it is my goal to do something, and I and I want to make it as good and as big and as varied and wide in scope as I can. But
0: Yeah, and with that said, I think the one thing that we can all agree on is that during this time it's been really hard, I think, on everybody but also very much you know the music and the art scene here in calgary so what is the best way for people to support terminus is there anything kind of new on the horizon or events that you have in the works um that you maybe want to share
2: we, we may do something else that will probably be i think there would be a streaming component to anything that we do next i'm not saying it'd be exclusively streaming but i think it's possible we did um, we're accepting uh, donations during the event um, people were, they were sending PayPals to, uh, info at, uh, terminus-festival.com and they were sending us e-transfers to dickensbookings at gmail.com. Um, because there have been costs associated with the festival this year that are obviously unrecoverable. We'd had a lot of design work done and various other expenses that, you know, had already been put into play that we, you know, couldn't recover. Um, and these things, they cost a lot of money and they need support. All the time they need support on an ongoing basis. It's not like a little spurt of, uh, finances will keep any of these things going. They need to, the, the, the support has to happen on an ongoing basis over the course of weeks and months. It's a year round effort. So unless people, uh, hopefully people will keep being out there supporting the arts. I know there's efforts right now with the national level to keep venues going. There was a, a little bit of news trickling out about that today that they're starting to look at for-profit venues. Now is something that they realize people need to be supporting because uh, we we're, we have nothing right now, <laughs> and I can tell you without Dickens, there's definitely no terminus. So um, they're entwined in that way that uh, you know I, I was trying to express to people during the uh, streams. I did say to people, you know, we're not just trying to get money for the venue just for fun. Um, this is because you know it's the same oh, people you know own and operate both things, and without without the venue, there's definitely no festival. So yeah, running a venue is uh, not a one thing whenever it's what you're known for doing you know sort of exclusively it's one thing if you've got other sources of revenue or if you have a patio or if you know having live music is just sort of icing on the cake for you but for us that's really where we make most of our money from and bands and tours are just gone so i just i think a lot of people don't realize the plate that venues are in it's i've been saying to a few people you can't order in a six pack of popular bands to sell over the course of the month like that's just not how it works <laughs> And I can tell you every single tour that we had booked has been canceled until fall 2021.
1: And hopefully so, that, uh, that's something we can use this platform on the circuit for to uh, shine some light on um, some of the people that uh, have some stuff going on underneath the surface. And that's our aim is to, to cast it in a light that uh, would have been, but um, we definitely are here to to make some, some information that's valuable known. And we appreciate you taking sure. the time to to emphasize that
2: no i mean i really appreciate you taking the time talking it's It uh, feels good to be heard i have to say
0: GSW 90.9 FM. You're listening to The Circuit, and uh, we're just featuring some stuff from Terminus Music Festival. We talk about different festivals every week, and today we're dedicating it to Terminus, uh, which happens at Dickens through the month of July. And that track was Live in My Heart by Helix, Um, a collaboration between musician Tom Shear of Assemblage 23 and vocalist Mary Catman of Day 12 and Mary and the Ghost. Um, They also played... Terminus Isolation. They had their festival a little bit early this year, as mentioned in that interview that we just had with Chris. Um, They had it throughout June, and they put it on through a series of live streams happening over the span of three weeks, different acts every time um, from all over the world. And uh, this one in particular um, played the live stream, and they apparently, as Chris mentioned, had their cat in the background. It got super Terminus famous.
3: (laughs) Yeah, we the, love candle Norman. <laughs> the Candle Cat.
0: The Candle Cat. We created some merch off of it, which is pretty cool. So, because Chris told that awesome story, we wanted to throw um, the band in the set so you could hear what they sounded like.
1: A little bit of relevance, I suppose. Definitely. Uh, before the interview with Crispy, uh, just dating back and, and jumping back so that you kind of get an idea of what we were playing before that, we had Burn You by Wire Spine. They're from Vancouver. They're also a, a, pre, a former performer at Terminus. Um, played there before they were even signed to a label shortly after that they did sign a negative gain and then that out that track was off their 2018 release Bury Me Here uh, Supposed to be Sled this year um, obviously for Clear and uh, concise reasons that never happened uh, and then we kicked off that set with LA by Boy Harsher another former performe uh, They played the 2018 edition um And then somewhere in between those two songs, we heard from Calgary's own Melted Mirror, their track Restless Spirit. That's off of last year's release called Past Life. And of course, um, really embedded into that scene, the scene in Calgary, they played the festival in years past as well. So a little bit of different iterations from 2018 and and before that.
0: Yeah. And thank you so much to Chris uh, for sitting down and talking with us really informative interview i love hearing all the stories about terminus because it sounds like such a great community and uh
1: yeah the way everyone kind of like comes in from he said it you know first and foremost it's like uh, part of the calgary's culture and subculture and, and that type of scene but it's uh really important to the overall scope of that type of uh music as he mentioned people flying in from all over the states and, and some acts from europe and stuff like that were. um it's starting to become a prominent festival within its own right within that group within that community right so um for him to run the isolation and, and hang the DJs to keep the engagement levels high is uh, it's not an easy thing to do and, and as he mentioned towards the end of the interview um money doesn't grow on trees and it definitely doesn't um, When it comes to festivals and live acts, that's kind of how they make their bread and butter. So transitioning to this kind of new reality is not the easiest thing to do. So if you have a chance um, and maybe some extra change, think about supporting um, a lot of the communities and people who run those venues as um, they try and stay afloat.
0: Yeah, because as mentioned... um As the operator of Dickens, which, you know, is not only home to Terminus, it's home to a range of events um, and a range of genre of music that he brings into that venue throughout the year. Um, It's just like a really important local space for... You know, bands that we probably wouldn't be able to bring in normally, as well as for local acts to get that like cool um, live band experience. Uh, but Chris does host a, a bunch of cool stuff on Twitch, that's their uh, preferred platform. Um, and every Friday, there are streams of Hang the DJ, which is like a really um, cool event that happens normally here in Calgary anyways at Dickens. That's like a huge hangout spot. You know, anytime I'm around CJSW, I see folks coming around being like, hey, are you coming to Hang the DJ tonight? And sometimes I skip, but I always hear amazing things. You always walk away with amazing stories and the stories continue on that live stream. Uh, It is bumping.
1: So check it out. Check
0: it out. That's the moral of the story. Check it out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, one more big thank you to Chris for taking the time to... uh shed some light on uh, this festival and and hopefully that uh, educates all of our listeners as well and and maybe bring some awareness to certain pockets and certain communities that they didn't really know about. And for Chris, I mean, there's not a lot of recourse because Dickens doesn't have a giant patio and there's not some elaborate takeout that uh, you can kind of fall back on. It's really exclusively a a live music venue. like we mentioned consider supporting dickens in this time they're kind of a pillar of calgary's live arts and music scene
0: yeah just think about if you're a huge fan of sled maybe terminus is not uh, your genre of choice um they are still an important venue for sled for many of the other festivals uh who bring in some incredible acts so we love you dickens we love you. Alright, going to continue on with some more music. We have Habits featuring Pastel Ghost by Mr. Kitty, um, who played Terminus actually twice. They played Terminus Ignition and Impact. And you know it's going to be good because as Chris mentioned like, very rare does he ever book an act twice. That is not his motif. He wants to like, spread the love out to everybody and book new and exciting things. But, Mr. Kitty played twice because he's just that good.
1: I just double down.
0: Yeah bringing in some cool stuff um so yeah he's from austin texas and it's a really fun track and we'll just keep on going from there you're listening to the circuit on cjsw 90.9 fm thank you so much for tuning in 403-220-3991 is the line we want to hear your stories and your experiences and your love of festivals so uh drop us a note
1: Calgary's underground arts community is diverse and spans across a multitude of genres and cultures. One of the city's most developed sounds is that of the electro synth-pop scene. Organizations like the Sled Island Music Festival, and more specifically the Terminus Music Festival, have provided the space and time needed to incubate this particular sound. And over the last decade, groups such as Melted have done much to pave the way for industrial electro and break down barriers in the live music realms of the city. In the wake of a more fertile environment, more and more artists have come into their own sonically, one of those being Calgary's own Hello Ma. A reputation and sound built off of live shows, the haunting orchestra of One has seen the musical routes map him all over the continent, displaying a fluid sound of Bowie-inspired love pop to down-tempo synth and everything in between. Hello Moth's debut album was nominated the best electronic album of the year at the 2014 Western Community Music Awards. An accolade that propelled several more releases along the way, and now, in summer 2020, is preparing to unleash another full-length project, When the Sky Melted. Much of Hello Moth's brand and curated sound is self-attributed to live shows, many of them being resident sets at venues such as Dickens and at the Terminus Music Festival. But as we transition into unknown territory in a pandemic landscape, the energy of live performances translating into recorded material has now become paramount. When the Sky Melted will be available for streaming and digital download on July 24, 2020. CJSW ninety point nine FM. Getting out that last track, that is uh, as you heard, Calgary's own Hello Moth, the track stereo, and that is off of their upcoming release when the sky melted and at the end of that promo. There you heard it, you can cop that for a digital download and a stream on July twenty fourth. That being uh just over a week away. You're tuned into The Circuit on CJSW 90.9 FM. It's been a really good hour. Our second installment where we chatted with Chris, highlighted the Terminus Music Festival, um, played a bunch of acts associated with the festival in a former capacity or a future slash uh, live stream capacity from this year. You're definitely going to want to check us out next week as we highlight the Folk Fest. There'll be a lot of promos and content leading up to it. So stay tuned
0: yeah, it's going to be an exciting time for sure. Um, and ending things off. We're going to hear track from local group Dry Heave, um, who are not only just like a local favorite, but a Terminus favorite as well. I think last year, they actually kind of like changed their scheduling around just to fit Dry Heave on the bill and accommodate them, which is amazing. Uh, And people just go wild for Dry Heave. I know Um, I do. I I love them.
1: Side note, that was like the very last thing I did before COVID hit. There was like my friend, uh, Julia, she she said at 5 a.m., Champagne Club, it's like her little pop up art installation on Center Street. Mm-hmm. Her like going away thing was like an Amy Nelson slash dry heave event. And then, like, later that week, this virus exploded. So, oh no. Shrahi is like the last cool thing I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All the memories. Yeah, I was really looking forward to the show that they were going to play with, the Chivarettes, and and, I'm so sad. But like, I'm looking forward to when uh, we can see live music again um, in person. I mean, you can still see some great stuff online. Again, check out Dickens YYC. That's their username on Twitch because they got some fun things going on over there. Um, And also, there's the Sled Island...